0: 85% plus of our customers now are acquired uh, via mobile. What people have to realize now, well, you
1: don't have to do anything. I hope if you're my competitor, you don't because (laughs) good good for you. This is your office to your customer, right? We we all talk about this thing and mobile. You're so sick of hearing about it. But this is your digital office. 100%.
0: Welcome to Self Storage Income. And today we are talking about how technology has changed the self-storage industry. Technology has had a huge impact on the way we do business, the way customers interact with us and how we manage our business. So today we have Lance Watkins with us and he is the founder and CEO of Tenant Inc. How's it going, man? Well, thank you. You have been in the self-storage industry and uh, for a long time and you have also been in the tech side of self-storage so you've seen how tech has evolved in this industry both on the customer side as well as the operator side us uh walk us through what has happened within self-storage um particularly as it comes to technology
1: nothing that's kind of the problem so you know you you answered the question really in in um, yourself, and you—you uh, you, you broke into what are our customers doing, you know, and that—and that's really what's driven the 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 divide from where our customers are and how our product interacts with them. So, the the evolution of tech has really been a catch-up in our industry, um, at least in its in its past, probably ten or fifteen years, in that what we've been trying to do is get our product up to meet their expectations customers have a certain expectation of of how they're doing business today whether it's you know everybody they all tech people love to flash this thing but this is just kind of how all of us do business now today um, but they also have the expectation of things being easy to use easy to understand transactional definitive available 24 hours a day and the storage industry was built without a foundation to support what the customer was looking for. Or when we get into um, you know deeper areas of technology that have to do with AI or business analytics, machine learning, um, uh, data studies, um, the 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 infrastructure wasn't capable of supporting that. So it was, it was broken from supporting a customer, it was broken from supporting more sophisticated business practices. So um, that's really what drove me into the space is that I didn't feel like I could serve the customer. And I felt like ultimately, if I could serve a customer better than the competitors, I'd have a great product or a great service. And that's, that's what's driven me to to found uh, Tenet as well as some of you know the other companies that I've been involved with in the past.
0: Now it's interesting how you I think you hit it right on the head. We're trying to catch up with customers. I mean, meaning the landscape in which our customers live on, they consume, how they work within uh, um, the economy uh, has changed rapidly, and self storage for the most part has always lagged. This is a problem, you know. Even after, you're you're talking in 2015, we were still buying storage facilities. That primary way of advertising was the Yellow Pages. Um, uh, Now, when you look at this, I think it really comes in a few types of waves. right? We talk about the internet uh, and the customer going on and consuming on the internet and how we are finding them, how we're bringing them in, how we're closing them. But then it also has to do with, like we talked about, managing our business so this business of self-storage and how tech has really changed how we go about that or how we look at that why don't we start first with the customer side and talk about that customer um acquisition and that customer facing side when you look at the the ecosystem for a storage operator on that customer facing side what are the key things that you think of um, and what has changed in the last 15, 20 years?
1: Real estate in general has lacked in tech. Uh, we saw probably some of the first disruption in hospitality, then, obviously, heavily in retail. It completely, you know, completely destroyed retail, so to speak, for, or what we used to think of retail. What I study um, from a perspective of what tech can do for our company. For our operations, for our customers, many times they 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 interact. They're closely coupled together. The foundational elements required within your within your systems have to be built with that in mind. And that's that's why self storage is so far behind. All of the systems out there were built in a day when the internet really didn't exist. Um, the idea of e-commerce was certainly crazy. Like who would rent? storage online, who would want to do business online, and then all of the systems and tools really required to, to make that effortless um, didn't even exist in the day. So the systems, the systems weren't able to, to, to handle that capacity. But the, the, the easy way to approach a technical problem is to look into your business, whether it's operational or customer, look at the customer, be a customer. I think if all of us in the self-storage industry for the most part were our own customers we'd be pretty disappointed compared to what we you know what we're used to now within other companies that we deal with. But look at look at those operational and those customer flows and go what are the pain points? And figure out how do I smooth those out? How do I knock those pain points down? How do I improve those those scenarios? And that could be as something as simple as finding a property that's close to you, understanding that it fits your need, interacting and selecting the space, understanding that you have the right space, and as quickly as possible, moving into that space, and being granted all of the, the, the components you need to interact with, with our service. And that may be you know signing contracts, that may be using your mobile device, that may be ID verification, Right? So that, that could be facial recognition, that could be ID verification, comparing the two, um, that may be enrollment in various services that we use or upsells and doing it correctly where we're, not, um, where we're also making it easy for the customer, but since we are creating legal contracts, we're doing it correctly and reducing liability when you start to evaluate all, those, all, the, all of those elements of running our business or how our customers use this, you see the, the holes that we have. And unfortunately, in the, in the past, what I did and what everybody has done, and most people, 95% of the market is still doing, is they are really bolting little components on top of a broken ecosystem. It would be like all of us wanting to build a five-story storage building, but we're starting on a landfill that hasn't been rec- reclaimed. Yes. And so at some point, we're going to go up and it might only be the second floor and the thing's going to sink. We might get to the fourth floor, the thing's going to fall over. And that's what we've been doing. And in fact, in it,
0: the more you bolt on, the worse it, it the, actually the gets. The worse it gets, the, the more, more likely it is to fail. The the more problems you have. Yeah. Um, and as a customer, that seamless process is, it, it is felt so easily online. It's Meaning, so It's
1: so obvious too. It's so obvious. It's so obvious. When it's
0: not good, it's yeah. bad. And we don't have a tolerance as customers Anymore. for not having a, streamless, or a seamless process. In fact, you look at things um, like the Amazon experience, the one click, and how, That's you know, it, it's just this, I'm here to buy something, I want to get it, I need it now, and for self-storage, that acquisition of the customer, that's principally how they're moving. I need this product now. It is, to some point, a commodity, so the ease of accessing that customer and closing that customer, uh, comparative to other competitors in your market is a huge advantage.
1: Yeah, we all, we all went to, to Amazon early on, I think, because um, it was a good deal. And then we all joined in on a SaaS product called Prime, and I'll call it a SaaS product, um, but it's a membership service that reoccurs. It's a big, huge, it's a huge revenue source for for Amazon. But we went there because it then made it easier for us to do business. I may be, well, I'm sure I'm crazy, but I actually now will use Amazon in times where I actually no, sometimes I am. Potentially paying more for it, just because it is convenient. I trust it. I believe it's going to show up. I know what to expect. I'm I'm experiencing that with Uber right now. I'm 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 using Uber a lot um, for family and 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 for events and various things. And there are times where, you know, the the ride to the airport used to be eight dollars and it's fifty four dollars like it was the other morning, but. The convenience factor i'm willing to do it because 100%. it's very simple and it's very easy to use
0: and you know 85 percent plus of our customers now are acquired uh via mobile yeah. um and it's the only game in town the only one it, yeah.
1: it's really hard to i love calling people out i'm gonna call somebody out and i won't i won't use his name because i actually don't know his last name i only know his first name because somebody told me and it was my father's name but I watched a facility being built in Encinitas recently, and uh, as storage operators, we all envy like home run locations. Like we're almost pissed off, right? We're like, really, yeah. that bastard! Like, yeah. like you so got good. you got that deal, yeah, right? You got it. So I'm watching this facility being built, and I'm creeping in there every chance I get. And I'm like, oh, he's going sub training. Oh, he's going up. He's going to go into the hill. He's so anyway. He literally probably has one of the best locations I've seen a storage facility built on for the last ten years. Like, 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 Ray Charles could find this place, right? And and so, and it's a pretty facility, other than the ugly door. He has the same ugly door color I have on my facilities. It is the worst possible choice. <laughs> other than that, it's a beautiful facility. It's got a beautiful office. The thing it has wine storage, right? It's it's right there at Oliva Hane, and and and. Um, Rancho Santa Fe is the market, but it's right on the main drag. It's nothing but rooftops and retail. It's Shangri-La. And he opens. Clearly there are no laws in, in, in Antonitas because I have never seen so many open signs, so many come on in dolls, so many flags, so many banners. The entire front of the property is covered. It looks like the cheapest car lot you have ever seen in your life, right? Yeah. And this is a facility where it's going to lease up practically yeah. no matter what. Yeah. And so, of course, you know, the, the the first thing the first thing I think about it, I'm like I'm like this guy may be brain dead online. Because who in today's world would do this in this location to this advertising. I mean, this guy is stuck in 1988, maybe. Right. So of course, get out my phone and I try and find him. That was a difficult exercise. Right. But I did find him. And his website was such a piece of crap. Right. I mean, it just sucked. And I knew it was going to suck. Right. And what, what, What people have to realize now, well, you don't have to do anything. I hope if you're my competitor, you don't because (laughs) good good for you. But this this is your office to your customer, right? And we, we all talk about this thing and mobile. You're so sick of hearing about it. But this is your digital office. 100%. And this guy spent an incredible amount of money building a beautiful facility in a home run location with a beautiful office. And this thing is so bad that you just almost don't want to do business with him. Yep.
0: And that's where, you know, the office, as we've referred to in the past year, the value proposition isn't at a self-storage door that you roll up. It's in the office. Well, we talk about the value proposition is done online today to 85% of all customers. Even if I see it when I'm driving down the street, if I'm driving down the road and I see a location, and I'm like, oh, I need to rent there driving by. How do I find it? I go online to look it up, even though I saw it on there. It's a, it's such an integral part of our business that um, has been a hard shift. Now, let's talk about the internal management. How has technology changed the way that storage operators, that we do business? Poorly. Um,
1: very few people are embracing all of the technology that's available out there. Very, very few people. Uh, and and it's why if I were to take the REITs out of the discussion, I probably could count on my two hands the number of storage companies in America that really have an IT department. Yeah. You know, how many engineers? Anybody that's watching this? How many of you have software engineers? in your company how many of you have le- legitimate IT departments and i'm not talking about a kid that can hook up a router i'm talking yeah. about like like what a um, um, you know a very successful business worth the value you know your your portfolio might be 50 100 a $1 million 500 a billion who knows right um, how many of you really have an IT department a legitimate IT department they they don't they don't have the ability to go out and find the services to make it more attractive or more functional to operate or attract the customer that's the first problem the second problem is you decide like i have a about a 90 store operator coming in tomorrow that is all of a sudden i mean this is a guy that can barely text but now he's gonna get into tech and he's gonna hire data analysts. So he's going from zero to I'm gonna hire data analysts. Yes. Big mistake, right? That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a big, big jump. Yes. You know, wants to hire two data analysts in fact, I'm, I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about it tomorrow. But what most people are missing, even if you have the, the desire and the entrepreneurial spirit and the, and you recognize that you can probably serve your customer better, manage your business better with the use of technologies that already exist, you're gonna get that stuff home and not be able to use it. It's not gonna plug into your systems. And getting access to your data in a way that can feed these systems and then it, way it can come back in a usable
0: fashion that works is nearly impossible in this industry. So when you talk about your system, when you say, it needs to plug into the system. It needs to be able to achieve pull and push data. What system are we talking about? So,
1: re- really, in 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 my opinion, the the source of truth for the business we're in of of, of self storage as a service, um, leasing space out is the is what we call point- of-sale systems property management systems facility management they have all sorts of acronyms but we we know them as as you know PMS is generally right everybody knows what I'm talking about right that's the source of truth that is the data that has to be open that's also the data that needs to be protected and 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 I'm not talking about cyber security protection uh, because I think that's just generally accepted that you wanna be a good housekeeper of your data because things, bad things can happen. What I mean is in protected as in the source of truth being that the day we do business with a customer, we're given a certain data set that connects us to that customer. Everything we do from a business perspective going forward from a legal perspective is tied to that data set. It's very possible to interact with other systems that don't respect that or don't think that you own that data, and you do own that data as a storage operator, um, and it can get corrupted. It can be a real bad situation where maybe your access control system thought it better to update phone numbers and email addresses in their system and it somehow over overwrites, but it's not accurate information, and now you're going through a lean process and you're contacting people incorrectly. You know, that's just one That's just one idea of protecting your data, right? And, and, there's, and the functionality and there's
0: some, of these things, is it's everything to that yep. self-storage person. And so if that it, the functionality... The source of truth. It, it's the source of truth. And in order to um, optimize your business, you don't optimize the business without your... Um, operating arm or your operating system. Now, the operating system is, you know, we, we find that those as operators, we can only do so much. And that was uh, some constraints that we ran into early on that actually led us to meeting to you with when I wanted to answer questions about my customers and the data that we had, although we were unable to because we weren't able to pull our data from our own system to analyze it to uh, work with to change our company to operate better and more efficiently.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, I made a a change years ago with a system because I wanted to build my own call center. Back in the day where you had to have 100 stores, we had 18 stores at the time. We wanted to build our own call center and couldn't get the data in a way that made sense to serve the customer. So we switched to another system who worked with us on APIs. And, you know, it it, it wasn't pretty, but it was way better than what we had. And so that's what we've, the decisions we made, we also, we also really hurt ourselves in this industry. And, and, um, the, the normal storage operator, if they managed their life, like they managed their business, they'd probably all be blind (laughs) because they would try to find the LASIK eye surgeon that offered their servers for 50 cents. Right. And, and so, what we've created within, within this industry is, um, a real lack of, of services and good products because we've been really bad customers and we have, um, not recognized the value of a system that can double my rents perhaps from if I was going to, you know, on my own, I was going to get a 5% 5% NOI bump, I got to a 7 or 9% NOI bump. If, if I were going to be able to reduce um, services in the store by taking a lot of those repetitive things I talked about and automating them, what's the value there? If I were able to close more business when a customer puts their hand up and, and says, hey, I'm in the, the, the need for, um, I'm in the, in the market for space, and my system does that better. Would I would I be better off? Would I make more money, right? And the answer is yes. And and I, I, a perfect example of something that when when I got into call centers, the the VoIP phone was just starting to come around. They were fairly expensive. The Brain damage to put a VoIP system in your office was such a big decision and we labored over it and the cost and we're going to have to teach everybody and all these buttons and do we have internet and can we get bandwidth and blah, 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 right? It was just a huge labor decision. Now we all have these phones sitting on our desk that a blue cable plugs into and they're a commodity. If I can change that phone and get one more rental a year out of that phone, I made money by unplugging it and taking that phone and throwing it in the trash can and putting a new one in. But the thought of doing that is just like crazy time. Like, geez, you know, I spent $150 for that phone. It's well, gonna last me 20 years.
0: And, <laughs> you know? and I think that's the big problem that we've had with technology in the self-storage space is this. The lack of value placed on it by the majority yeah. of operators created a situation in which the industry didn't demand certain things. Now, that wasn't everyone. Well, certain operators adapted the technology the, the and lack of performance exploded in comparison to other operators.
1: Well, there, there, there's something happening in the industry right now. There's a major shift in the industry and all of you are gonna see it. Um, we have seen obviously more money come into the industry. We all think about the big private equity funds coming in, the KKRs and the Blackstone, and blah, 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 right? Like, it, if every one of us meets somebody with a billion dollars every week that wants to spend it in the storage industry, big yeah. deal. What you're not paying attention to are all of the new, smaller operators that you've never heard of that have 50 hundred 200 stores yeah people you've never heard of in cities you never imagined that they're they're headquartered and what's most fascinating about those those are the people I meet all the time and you got to ask yourself why why am why, why am I meeting all of these new younger, mm-hmm. more progressive yep. operators and it's because they don't care how you've done business in fact, they look at the opportunity is because of the way you do business. Yes. And they don't even blink at building on top of a tech platform. In fact, that's what they demand, because they recognize the value. A lot of them actually come from tech backgrounds. A lot of them made money in tech and now they've decided to get in storage. They they they, you know, sort of sat down and said, I want to be in a business that accomplishes these five things and storage was a good fit and you know, off they go, and they're building, they're building portfolios. Um, all of those people are going to lead the way, and and all of the incumbents are going to fall woefully behind. And the scary thing about tech is that if you fall behind, you're really behind. You really don't make behind. it. You don't make it up. It's no. it's not. I mean, I remember hearing tech I remember hearing the CEO of the largest company in the world sit on a stage a number of years ago before he retired, and he had the guts to say, you know, we don't, we don't really do much with tech. We just sort of watch everybody, and then if we see something, maybe we'll, we'll do something about it. It was about two years later that their main investor explained to him that they're going to have a new board yeah. over that. That attitude, right? And 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 the reason is that that the investor was smart enough to recognize that to catch up is very difficult. And and if and if any, and if anybody doesn't understand what I'm saying, imagine that none of you out there are not none of you. Just imagine some of you out there never had a website, and today you decided I'm going to have a digital office, right? I'm going to have a digital mobile office, right? And you started from scratch today. How many years and how many mistakes would you make with all of the best advice that you could possibly get, with all of the best consultants that you could possibly hire, with all the money that you possibly could spend, how many mistakes would you make? A lot. A lot. A lot. And so it's it's
0: a process. And you you, you will make mistakes. Well, technology <laughs> like... Uh, physical products is infrastructure. It's layered on, it, it's cemented in, and it grows in value with time, just like physical products. So when you're late to the game, you're trying to build on top of in- infrastructure that you have to create isn't verified or known within um, the ecosystems that we all have to work. And so your impact is throttled. It's, 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 it's pulled back within the internet. You don't have that open runway. And um, those are measurable results. And I think, you know, over the last 10 years, even a lot of people that may be watching it says, you know, I'm doing great and I don't have to worry about that. It's easy to do great when the market makes you. It's easy to do great when there's just so much demand because we've been in very weird times over the last decade that you don't need to do a lot and your properties fill up and you can even raise rents. Um, the problem is th- those things don't last forever.
1: Are they filling up with the right customers? And Are you raising rents rental the right rates amount? exactly? Are you buying
0: the next customers at the right rate? Yep. You, know? you can you could have a thirty percent less revenue than the one down the street, and then once occupancy starts to hit, and it, you start or excuse me, vacancy starts to hit, and you get hit with vacancy. Now, you are trying to play catch up where 85% of your customers aren't. How, how long
1: does it take to really understand reputation management? And in a, in a market like this where there's no space available, you kind of get away with a weak reputation. Yes. And the market that we'll probably be seeing soon when it'll be more competitive, that may be a bigger thing, right? When, when, we, when we start our steelhead trips, right, mm-hmm. if we get on the river late and four boats have already gone past us, yep. What's our our morning look like? Oh yeah, you've you've missed a huge portion (laughs) of the day. It's just gone. They've already got it. Yeah, Uh yeah, we're we're fishing used up
0: water. Yep, exactly. There's so much going on in the tech space, both on the consumer side, that we have to keep up with and meet with the uh, consumers where they're at but also internally from the operations standpoint. We've mentioned uh, revenue management. We've talked about your overall reputation management online, things like uh, domain authority, website, um, and on the customer side, it's the usability of those things, and we're experiencing the tech and the physical world coming together, and the, the merger of these two, two worlds is the difference, um, for not only those performance, but who will last and who will not. It's really easy to get away with it. Um, in, in good times when we've all been spoiled, but, uh, that changes quickly. And a lot of people are waking up to that today. And, and, you know,
1: um, I do eat my own dog food and, um, you know, there's a, there's an electronic lock right there on the door. You and I partnered in a, in a facility in in Reno. We were one of the very early adopters with electronic locks. And I knew it was gonna be rough, right? Um, That that first product was rough. Um, I don't remember. It it was over a quarter million we spent on that. And I was the driver with the partnership and telling them we need to do this. And what I knew is that if I didn't start finding the strengths and weaknesses of the product, I couldn't get that time back, and that's to the message I was delivering earlier: that that if you wait, if you continue to be a laggard, which most of you are, I mean, you know, it's 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 just a reality. A lot of real estate is. It's not just storage operators, but a lot of a lot of commercial real estate investors, owners, operators are laggards uh, in the tech space. You're, it's, it's very difficult to, be, to get back. I know that I would still use electronic locks on products going forward. I know what to expect. I know the strengths and weaknesses, many of things I've been able to improve on and I'll continue to improve. And you know, ultimately they'll probably be like that, that phone with the blue cable. They'll probably be a, a better product, maybe by the same company, maybe by a different company, but, it's pretty critical, just like answering a phone or communicating with a customer is pretty critical. Allowing access into our space or denying access into our space, all at the right times for the right reasons, is a real critical part of running our space. And technology is is moving into that incredibly quick. Um, I think it will be, you know, up there with the the the. Um, um, I don't know, the seriousness that we think about our web and our, and our, and our, and our PMS, you know? Um, it's gonna be that important to, to how we run our business. But I was, I was willing to
0: put a lot of money in early on. You know, I couldn't agree more. And for a lot of people that may not be able to see the actual um, symptoms or causes of tech and both of these sides of our business, the easiest way to see the change in what's gone on is the rapid consolidation. Um, consolidation was happening, it was going on, but I think me as well as others, it really took me by storm at the speed and the rate at which new players came in, they could buy up, and this uh, industry has been consolidating. Yeah. And that has been primarily fueled through technology. Yeah. And it will change, it has changed, but in the next five years, this industry will be is extraordinarily different than it is today. And it is already extraordinarily different from just five years ago. It's, it's, it's gonna, moving so fast.
1: It's going to consolidate much more. Um, tech is going to be huge in that consolidation. You know, I I, um, I know there's people that, that disagree with me on this. I wrote, a, I wrote a white paper years ago called Cabs, Cubes, and Corn. But the, the, the concept of the paper was that we are a product that's a commodity or a need-based product that's interchangeable in, in the customer's mind Which is really the definition of a commodity, right? This bag of beans versus that bag of beans That 10 by 10 on that corner versus that 10 by 10 on that corner. It's it's a need-based service and um, if you look at commodities consolidation is is always in those spaces because those are the differentials that create the margins to operate yes. them or serve the customer better. And so we're without a doubt in a product that's consolidating, consolidating quickly. Uh, there's there's huge advantages to size and 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 tech and access to capital. And I mean it's not just operations, not just tech. It's yes. there's a lot of there's a yes. lot of elements there, right? Um, and so you know, what do we do as independent operators? The, you know, the first, you know, it's funny. We were just, we were just trading messages with one of the Burnhams. The, the, one of the big meetings that I had was with one of the Burnham storage Mart, 10, 12 years ago, about a quarter mile from here. And we sat down at the time I had 20 stores, something like that 18 stores. I don't remember. Um, Chris had 180 stores. He was the largest independent guy in the world. I was a nobody with my with my 18 stores. But we both sat down for about eight hours in a room and recognized that scale was going to eat both our lunches. He knew he couldn't compete. Yeah. He knew it. Um, I knew I couldn't compete. And we decided that if we couldn't figure out a way to scale, we are going to get run over. And that was one of the, you know, starters to putting a lot of companies together and what at the time was store local Um, but it was it was really a a scale decision back then and very few operators had the ability to check their ego at the door in those days that were a hundred plus stores that didn't you know that that were able to recognize that it was going to be difficult to compete 100 store operators were the smartest guys in the room they were the you know the, the top 10 right private guys that we all that we all see that most are gone yes. right if you think if you think about consolidation look at that list pull one of those lists from from you know six seven years ago and look at it yeah. and look and and and, and they're gone yeah. you know there aren't very many big operators left that aren't private equity and i'll i'll take storage most, i mean you, you look at you look at the investor list in storage mart right i'm not even calling that really a private company when you look at you know when you look at a at a walton and a, and a and a and a gates and a country and you know i mean those are those are th- those are big big players you know the private equity companies that are in our space could could buy public storage tomorrow right i mean these, there's some big there's some there's some big players in there take those out of there and then and then look at what's left right now a good 40 50 store operator is a big thing and the REITs are going to have to grow yes. to solve their, their, their returns one-off for their investors. Work. One-off doesn't work. So now they're pressuring down to those sizes. Yeah. So if you're in one of those sizes and you're a good market, I wouldn't be so concerned about the cap rates. They're going to, if you want to sell, you're going to make a yes, lot of money. 100%. You're still going to have, a,
0: well, you know. Well, a lot of the consolidations that's happening, that is the playbook. We're buying up all of them one-off to sell them mm-hmm. to the REIT because they can't do it efficiently, we can do all the work, and the spread is tremendously nope. valuable. Um, and they are doing this because they can utilize technology that is coming down to them that only the biggest players had 10 years ago. And so it fuels this, this cycle that's going on.
1: There's another there's another dirty secret happening in the industry right now, that these new players, there's, there's a lot of consistency in a lot of the new players that are coming in. And one is they're really good at raising money. Two, they're really good at building portfolios. No magic there. They're 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 spending a lot to buy those portfolios. Three is that to raise the money and run the portfolios, they're using a lot of remote management styles for um, for cost and and more central operations. You know, and then four is they they've got a, a an, an exit on them that is um, maybe underwritten more like a traditional product, but. Here's what's interesting. These larger portfolios are really, des- they're being designed and built for an exit. Yes. That's the plan. That's the plan. Okay. So tell me how life extra cube public NSA, tell me how they go buy a hundred stores 200 stores, whatever the port, 50 stores. I don't give a shit, right? Whatever yeah. the portfolio is. Tell me how they go buy that portfolio that doesn't have an office at a store, or if it does have an office, it's not designed to be m- manned or, yeah. or, or or teamed um, full-time. And how do they fit that into their ecosystem? They can't. They can't. They can't, and they won't. Well, they don't need
0: to, because the other ones right now don't.
1: So So... They're gonna to have to grow, they're gonna have yes. to figure out. Now, here's what I would pay attention to if I were out there in, in TV land, is they're going to have to evolve to be able to absorb that market. One, they know that they need more efficiencies in operating their own business. Two, they know that there are thousands and thousands of target opportunities like that. So, you're gonna get further behind and yes. they're gonna step it up. Yes, they They're will. gonna invest hundreds of, they're doing it already. already. They're already doing mm-hmm. it. Hundreds and hundreds of millions into solving those problems. And it's not just software, guys. It's, no, there's, it's there's, a lot. there's a lot to that process. And they're gonna set up and they're gonna start buying those portfolios yep. um, because they need to grow. Yes. And when they do that, they're going to start that process of learning that we just talked about. How does an electronic clock work? How does an unmanned or, or, or a remote managed operation? They're going to, they're going to start going through that painful learning process and four or five years down the road, they're going to be really good at it. Yes. And are you going to be able to compete against that? No. No.
0: And you know, store local, um, as well as tenant, it's, driving primarily to solve these problems. It was this idea that uh, the single operator, it needs to have these tools um, to compete, to not just compete, but to thrive. And it's been so interesting how much of the business is trying to convince the people that need the tools that they actually even, even need the tools. And I think that that's changing rapidly that it's they're going to start when times aren't as good to realize i need more tools to compete and to do more through necessity Um, but these are the types of tools that allow these independent operators to survive and not have to sell out not have to make an exit and uh, that's powerful
1: there's um you know we had a team fly in uh, that's in the office behind me right now, uh, maybe somewhere walking by, I don't know. Um, 60 store operator, 60 something stores, I don't know. But n- newer operator, one of these new portfolios I'm talking about, they're onboarding their stores. Yeah. And they've, in, they've invested as well. I mean, that, they're, you know, and they're looking at it, they're going, this is the way to operate our business. Why wouldn't we want to participate in this? Tomorrow, there's a 90 store operator in here. Yes. That same thing, right? Invested and setting the onboarding schedule. In, that one's in three states. I fear the first one's in seven or eight states. I don't know, the smaller one's in more states, which is more of a common pattern today, right? It's, it's, it's by micro, as you say it, right? By where the market makes sense, understand how to operate it. The technology has been there for a long time. It hasn't been available to us because our systems aren't accepting of it, and the foundations for them don't really take it well. So even if you know we can we can take our data and etch it on a stone with a tablet and a hammer and a chisel and hand it to somebody and they can read it and put it into something, it doesn't solve anything, right? It just wastes a bunch of time. Um, so they have to be efficient. They have to be fast, and and they have to be vertically integrated, and that's that's where we differentiate ourselves in in the entire, uh, but really the entire prop tech um, market. But certainly real estate, absolutely in storage, we dominate that in you know in in a vertically integrated system. With V is is actually a term now, but that means that. With a vertically integrated system, it's ultimately very expandable, right? It's it, it you, you are able to come in and make adjustments and change operational tools or or interchange tools because there is no way that one provider can always win in, in every area. So as as new as new products or new services come to market that serve our, 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 our facilities or our customers or both, um, we're, we've, we've designed a system that's ready for that. And it could be something as big as driverless cars that'll disrupt our industry. We're ready for it today, today. If 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 Tesla said tomorrow that you can now put your golf clubs in the trunk and send it to the storage facility, we'd be able to interface with Tesla. Now, would you have to have somebody there to remove the golf clubs? Yes. Yeah but you can adapt. You can adapt. And,
0: and that's the the biggest thing is, is infrastructure that uh, as our customers and industry um, and other third parties that we don't even know may exist out there adapt and change this ever-changing landscape that we're in, um, we have the ability to and, and prior that it has not existed and put you at the whims of um, falling behind or being consolidated and that, doesn't have to happen anymore well lance thank you so much for coming on here for talking with us about um technology what's going on we're doing another video that we're actually talking about your products um and what's being offered so you guys can check that out Um, hummingbird and tenant everything tenant inc is doing is absolutely incredible so thanks for coming on here and thanks for walking us through kind of where we're at and what technology is doing in this space thank you